You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Saturday. Yes, yet again, another Saturday pod, February 13th. I am your host, of course, as always, with with sometimes, sometimes the most, Javier Reyes. Of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Feel free to hit me up on uh, either of those two accounts uh, with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. I'll do my very best to answer them and maybe even answer them here on the pod. Did my 200th episode mailbag extravaganza. Uh, just the other day on a Thursday it was, uh, that was a lot of fun and, uh, I'm grateful you guys sent in a bunch of questions. So go listen to that when you have the chance, but today we're not talking about no mailbag stuff. You guys don't get to ask me any questions. All right. Today I am supplying you with the answers. All right. I mean, I don't mean it that aggressively, but you know, I was going to do part two of my Rangers crossover with, uh, Bryce Paterik of Lockdown Rangers and, I was thinking of doing that anyway, but instead, you know, I'm sitting here kind of just relaxing on Friday, honestly. I, I basically had a day off. I was completely good. Uh, had to do a couple of things in the morning, but otherwise I was good. And part of me was just like, it's too quiet, you know? It's too quiet. It feels like the Padres haven't, not that they haven't made a move, but that you haven't had like any rumors about them, at least in a little bit, at least some rumors that felt like they had weight to them. And then here we go. As reported first by Dennis Lynn of The Athletic, the Padres and right-handed pitcher Mark Melanson have agreed to a deal pending a physical. I mean, yet again, I mean, it's just proof. AJ Peller don't rest. He is not me. He did not have a Friday day off and all that. Um, this is cool. This is cool. It's showing. Uh, I think it's a move to add some more depth to uh, the bullpen, which is what I think they needed, considering that we don't really think it doesn't seem like now that Trevor Rosenthal might be coming back, uh, and we lost uh, Kirby Yates. So let's talk about Mark Melanson for a second. He has a career ERA of 2.85, which is very solid, and he's basically—I mean, just by that number alone—he's been one of the more consistent relievers in baseball, basically since around 2013. That was his first All-Star appearance for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is really where he started to make his mark. He had like one good year, I think it was in Houston. Let me check again. Yeah, he had like he had some O-time, okay time in Houston. He's never been like atrocious or anything like that. But uh, 2013 was his first time. He was an All-Star that. Year year had an ERA of 1.39 uh which is just you know obviously insane uh and a whip below one at nine uh 0.95 my mistake uh and then he was basically good for another like four years like an 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 ace quality reliever I guess you could call him for another four years and ever since then though and I think that's what some people might not realize is he's been consistent not fantastic but consistent. And consistency, I think, is the type of guy and that veteran presence. He is 35, uh, going to be 36, I think, by the time the season starts. And that's a welcome factor that shouldn't be uh, dismissed entirely at all. The veteran type of leadership that might be added to a team. And we'll see what he can do. Um, in terms of just as a pitcher, he's not like... 
he's certainly no, you know, Drew Pomeranz and certainly no Trevor Rosenthal. Absolutely not no Trevor Rosenthal. Trevor Rosenthal is like a high 90s, 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Like, that guy throws hard. Um, Mark Melanson is very much not that. So I think some Padres fans, maybe they're going to be disappointed in a way because he doesn't throw particularly hard. A complete opposite, the complete antithesis of the guy that uh, Trevor Rosenthal is. Um, his average velocity for his fastball is just a tad over 91 miles per hour, which is obviously not super high. And his strikeout percentage was actually significantly lower this season, falling from 23.9 to 14.7 this past season in 2020. But uh, in fairness, it's not like he's a super strikeout guy. He's more of a ground ball type of guy. And his cutter and curveball are really what he actually relies on. He throws those pitches a combined 94% of the time, with the latter, the curveball, being the pitch that really seems to be uh, his go-to for getting guys out. Batters are only hitting 167 against it, which is obviously excellent. I think that it really is just kind of, I I think it's a solid move. The big question, the big question is going to be, what is his role, right? What is his role on the team? Is he going to be the closer? Because last year for the Braves, his 2020 numbers, he was the closer for the Braves. He finished with a 2.78 ERA, which was basically the best he'd had uh, since around like 20, technically 2016. Uh, that's the lowest he's had since 2016. So he had a good season. And like I said, with the strikeout thing, the strikeout rate declining, plus it was a shortened season. And I feel like there are plenty, plenty of relievers that if they were good this year, it's fair to assume that, not assume but project some regression to the mean where guys who had, like Pomeranz, for example, he's going to give up a run. He's going to give up some runs. He, he probably, if he, he's a closer, he'll blow like one save or something like that this season, right? Uh, so we shouldn't expect these guys to be perfect because it was a smaller sample size. And I think relievers out of all the positions in baseball are probably the one position that in a shortened season might benefit from it the most or it go haywire. You know, like Emilio Pagan might be a good example. That guy... I think maybe we should, I was really tough on him this past season, but maybe in a, a longer season, maybe those stats kind of reflect how good of a pitcher he really is, because he was he was actually secretly a lot better uh, as the season went on this past year. But in terms of, like I said, with the closer role, it's going to be interesting. He saved a bunch of games for the Braves this past year. Um I don't know. I don't think that we should assume just because he was the closer and just because he is, I just talked about that veteran presence, that that's what his job is going to be. Uh, I think that I would still lean towards Drew Pomeranz being the closer for the team simply because of the contract. I feel like that money that they gave him is the type of thing that you give a closer. So I feel like he's probably, that's what they, they envisioned him as being, probably after Kirby Yates. Maybe, maybe it tells you from them signing Drew Pomeranz that they never planned on bringing back Kirby Yates, no matter how well he did. Maybe that was the new, going to be the thing for him. Who knows? But I also, uh, to counter that, there were some times this year when Drew Pomeranz was, I think he was able to go two innings. So maybe it's going to be like a, to use a Yankees uh, kind of a comparison, or even a Brewers comparison, where Josh Hader wasn't necessarily as effective as Devin Williams this year. He was still very good, but he was still the closer, and Devin Williams can maybe go two innings every now and then. And with the Yankees uh, comparison, the Yankees back, I think they had... Uh, David Robertson, and I remember this because I'm on Yankees Twitter a bit, especially when David Robertson was on the team, which is going to be something like 2013, 2014, I think. And Dylan Batances comes up for them, and he was the super like exciting prospect, and he's killing guys. His strikeout rates through the roof and all that. And some Yankees fans were like, why the heck is, is Batances not the closer? And then it seemed like my response to that would be, well, Robertson gives you one good inning, Batances can give you two, so you might as well use him for two. 
that's basically how I looked at it, right? So that might be the case here with the Padres where they might want to use their better guy as the setup man role. Pagan's the six inning guy. Pomeranz, if they need to, uh, seven and eight, and then Melanson as the closer. We'll have to see. It's gonna. I think it might be for all my fantasy baseball people out there. The Padres closer. It, it's gonna be a little bit of a carousel potentially. It's one of those things that it might be a committee approach for the year. If Pagan comes out and is awesome and is perfect for like a month, then maybe he gets the closer role. It would not surprise me. Is basically what I'm saying. Pomeranz is probably the leading candidate, but I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to go with you know Jay Sigler decides to be like, hey, let's put Melanson. He's been in this position before on some really good teams too not on some like scrub teams which some closers are known for in my opinion anyway they they look great for some teams like uh that aren't necessarily in contention and then all of a sudden they just get lit up when the real stage is on uh when the real spotlight is on them so yeah Pomeranz would be my leading candidate there but basically what I'm trying to say is overall a solid signing I think for the Padres bolsters the bullpen a little bit and you know He's been consistent for years and adds to an already amazing bullpen that they had. Let's not forget that Matt Strom and Pierce Johnson are pretty solid guys, too. I know that they don't get a lot of love, but those guys are pretty solid. Yes, Craig Stammen is a bit of a mess, but, you know, those guys are really solid, so let's not forget about them. And Adrian Morejon. There's there's plenty of interesting arms, I think, in the Padres' bullpen that a guy like this is just a nice little cherry on top. Plus, speaking of cherries on top, apparently he has a very nice, uh, splendid social media presence. Which is welcome, because Trevor Rosenthal was so fun on social media when he was with the Padres this past season. So, at least it's, 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 nice, it's a nice little cherry on top, you know what I mean? Uh, before now, I want to talk about, guys, um, just the rest of the offseason and any other moves I think the Padres should make. As well as some some new segment ideas I might have. But before we like get into that, guys, I need to talk to you about bet online.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and I'm a fan of those things especially. I'm a fan of betting on, like, dumb stuff, and I I hope they have some Oscars bets, you know, whenever we do that, and Emmys, Grammys, and all that stuff, so I'm going to be looking forward to those things. Um, They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, literally anything. Bet online has you cover it for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up that's right it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit and remember to use promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts and now guys let's transition to the high energy that you know me for talking about cars Vroom! everybody uh i want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com and look first and foremost it's funny because the first thing they say is they're a family business and you 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 know me long time listeners know i'm a big fan of the fast and furious dominic toretto my friends is one of the great human beings ever like ever and what does he care about the most he cares about family so i really vibe with what rockauto.com is going for here they've been serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years it's a long time go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door that's right directly to your door in times like these delivery is very important. Uh, the rockout.com catalog also, guys, is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockout.com, they're 
always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much? Just just ask yourself right now. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make any sense. You guys are smart. Come on. Use, use your logic here. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com so yeah, guys, this move with Melanson, um, I was reading this, just some some coverage of it. Uh, Dennis Lynn said from The Athletic in terms of how this move fits in a busy Padres offseason, off he said, until now, the Padres had notably upgraded every part of the roster save for the bullpen, which lost Kirby Yates and Trevor Rosenthal to free agency, like I mentioned earlier. Melanson is not a flashy acquisition along the lines of Yu Darvish or Blake Snell, but his addition signals an ongoing desire to challenge the Dodgers for National League West supremacy. The Padres will consider further bullpen reinforcement before opening day, but they believe a number of internal candidates have the ability to emerge as impact relievers. So I feel like that last sentence is what I want to hone in on, that sentiment there is. I think in terms of the bullpen, I think we need to kiss the Trevor Rosenthal chances goodbye officially. I think that it was already leaning away from that direction. I imagine, I wonder if maybe Philadelphia is going to pick him up because their bullpen was like historically bad last season. So I want to see maybe they're going to try and uh, swoop in and do that. But in terms of the Padres, yeah, I mean, you guys have you we have guys like Ryan Weathers, and because of all the starting pitching that was added with you know Blake Snell and you Darvish, uh, I think that guys like Adrian Monahon might be some people that they might rely on in the bullpen, and maybe uh, some others that we haven't even necessarily talked about yet that are still in the Padres farm system. So I really think we're kind of done for the bullpen. The last thing they really need. It's just a nice little outfield bat. I don't really care who it is at this point, almost. If it's someone who you you want to come off the bench and play some good defense, there's guys like Billy Hamilton, Jared Dyson out there that I think some people might mention. Jackie Bradley Jr. I think is going to cost a little bit more. And also, I think he plays center field primarily, and we already have Grisham, so that's not going to work. I really think that the type of guy, I've been, I know I've been saying it so many times, but I think it's Brad Miller. I think Brad Miller is a guy that can play multiple positions in the infield. Say Eric Hosmer gets hurt, especially since he's getting up there a little bit in age. Say Jay Cronenworth needs a day off. Say Tatis, for once, we don't, we don't, we never talk about this, but you know, say Tatis has some injury or he gets a day off, which I think that they should have actually used him. I actually think that towards the end of last season, that when he started getting into that slump and basically cost himself the MVP that he had, uh, locked up basically pre-slump. Uh, for the first half of the season, um, I actually think they should have given Tatis a day off. He's the type of guy that he would never want to take a day off. None of these guys necessarily want to take a day off. They're all competitors, but there's something about Tatis in particular that feels like, no, this this guy wants to just keep going 100%. So having a guy like Brad Miller, who hits for a little bit of power, plays some has a solid glove, uh, could be a nice little bench player to add to the team. For sure, uh, Brett Gardner would be amazing for left field. Uh, I know they have Fam there, and they might have him around there. I know Brett Gardner would be, just be so much fun, but I feel like he's. I know that the Yankees haven't talked to him since Halloween, but I feel like they're still gonna come up with a deal for him. There's just something about that. I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, maybe maybe they're like they want to move on, and maybe they want to have some prospects come up. I don't know for sure, but um, the other thing that we have to keep in mind is while I do want the Pirates to get some some cheap kind of bench weapons. There's still prospects to come up, and on top of that, there's no DH this year. So Tommy Pham, all these guys, like, say we don't want to bat, uh, we don't want to put Will Myers in right field, well, you're probably going to have to because we don't have the DH, which is stupid, and I've talked about that ad nauseum on the podcast. 
Uh, I just can't stand that baseball is just going backwards. And there's obvious motives behind this that don't have to do with uh, baseball in terms of the quality of the sport. It's obviously there's some money involved here um, for why we don't have the DH coming back this next season, which is stupid. I, I just I don't get it. I I really I made the comparison with the DH a while ago where people were complaining about bringing the challenge to baseball. And then when it came in, I didn't hear a single person after the beginning, after some of the rough patches where they took a little bit too long with it. Nobody's really talking about that anymore. Like it's not a controversy anymore. Right when the DH got implemented, I didn't hear one person being like, oh man, if only we could have seen Chris Paddock, Chris Paddock bat this year. You know, I didn't see anybody saying that, but anyway, get off of my, uh, my soapbox there. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to them doing. Uh, and like I said, I don't think we should expect too many more moves for the Padres. But then again, you never know. It's A.J. Preller. You never, you literally never know. A.J. Preller right now could be talking to the Angels about certain players. You just never, ever know. I don't want to put that out there. But, you know, you just never know. Um, lastly, before we kind of sign off, guys, I want to talk about a bunch of future things. First of all, just for, for my show, um, I'm thinking of introducing, this is kind of a silly little thing, but I want to introduce like a read of the week uh, part of the podcast, maybe read of the day, but I don't know if I read enough articles every single day that might be relevant enough to recommend, but we'll see. It depends how my, my thing goes. And at the end of every week, just talk about an article that I found particularly interesting. And it could be on anything. Uh, most likely will be about baseball. Most likely will be about something pertaining to sports. Uh, but every now and then might throw a little movie article in there, might throw in something that's a sports movie thing. Uh, so I feel like that'd be a fun little reader talk. And then I'll link it in the description. I feel like that's just a nice little tiny thing to potentially liven up the podcast. And I hope you guys like that. I don't know. Sound off in the comments or on Twitter if you, you don't want me talking about reading for some reason. But I feel like it could be a different thing to look forward to at the end of the, end of the week, especially since since a lot of the off-season stuff is officially winding down. A lot of the big free agents are gone. I feel like it could liven up the podcast a little bit. And another segment, a uh, full-blown segment, not a little thing, I was thinking of introducing a bit every now and then, not like every week, uh, not as often as the Read of the Week segment, but something I do every now and then, a Padres casting couch, which will just be me, maybe another guest, every time I do an episode where it's a different iteration of it, where I cast the Padres as a certain property, a certain franchise, I should say. So, for instance, I, I would, like, the, the topic of the day could be video game characters. Which video game characters do I think most appropriately fit the Padres? Which uh, video game consoles? Anything like that, you know what I mean? Even, like, is Tatis a PlayStation 5? You know, dumb stuff like that. Reality TV shows, regular TV shows, the characters from Friday Night Lights, the characters from Pitch, I don't know, like, Ocean's Eleven, One Piece, anything. I feel like it could be a little fun uh, to just have this thing where nerd out and on anything. I mean, like I said, like, video game consoles I would tell you which video game console each person on the Padres is like I'll go even that far and I think it'd be a fun thing to look forward to every now and then especially when you know still in the off season there isn't much to talk about necessarily and heck maybe even during the regular season if the Padres have a day off I might think about doing one of those and maybe have a guest on who might know a little bit more about some of those aforementioned properties like someone who's as big of a fan of One Piece or Ocean's Eleven as me I feel like it'd be a fun little uh, different thing on the podcast let me guys know what you think of that if you think anything of it if you don't then okay i'll probably just run with it you know what i mean but uh with that all being said guys last thing before i let you go uh i want to talk to you about a very special 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 podcast we're talking about everything on this podcast obviously as it pertains to the padres but what about the rest of sports 
Yeah, that's right. What about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great one, the legendary one, the iconic one, Pete Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. That's right. You could be sipping your cup of coffee and driving to work, and you're already you're already caught up on all the sports news. So subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In terms of the future of this podcast, guys, I already mentioned those new segments, but also uh, stay tuned for next week. Uh, part two of my chat with Bryce Paterik, which is supposed to be today, but we have the Melanson news. Uh, and then probably going to post my episode with uh, Jason Burke, where we do the Marvel uh, character comparisons. And then don't necessarily know what I'm going to do for the next thing. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll do the first Padres casting couch. Who knows? Or maybe AJ Power will make another move. Who knows, guys? You just never know with this super exciting team these days. Uh, but with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Himalaya, wherever. Overcast, that's what I use. Uh, And while you're at it, if you're using the Apple Podcast app, send me some five-star reviews. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, Follow the show or myself on Twitter at LO underscore Padres or at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.